0: Welcome to Maverick Inclusion Dial, where we will discuss all things related to diversity and inclusion on the Minnesota State University Mankato campus, community, and beyond.
1: Hi, my name is Queen Kofi, and I am a fourth-year student here at Minnesota State University Mankato. Um, And I recently became very interested in the issue of like periods and homelessness. And so I'm kind of here today to talk about what I found with that. And I actually started, like I have a club and with that club, I started a little project, which has now kind of turned into an unofficial organization so that we can gather donations for period products for homeless our unhoused community. Um, And so in that process I have met Erin because she has a lot of wonderful experience in this area already and has brought wonderful insights so she can talk a little about herself.
0: I'm Erin. I am a graduate student in social work. Um, I'm also the graduate assistant for um with the women's center and I also did my undergrad in gender and women's studies at MSU here too and yeah I've had um I've been passionate about like menstrual products through my studies in gender and women's studies and also in my experience working at some local shelters so I have experience working at a local homeless shelter and it was and it's typically caters to women and families and there have we have always like provided period products to them but also we've always there were always enough to go around and we i've had an issue too where i've tried where we would run out and it would the blame would be on the home the people who are at the shelter for not providing their own which i didn't agree with and i started to really really advocate for that shelter to have more period products and ever since i did that like when i at least when i was working there we've had um been able to have more donations but it's been a while since I've worked there so I'm not sure how accessible those products still
1: are and also and when you were working when you were working there um did you find that it was you said that sometimes they would run out did you find that it was something that people were donating a lot of or was it kind of like an afterthought
0: um, I think I found it more to be an afterthought. I don't think people really like think to donate those kind of things. Like we got uh, always donations of like socks and like um, soap and blankets and stuff, which is also super awesome and important, but also per- menstrual products or something that every every person who menstruates um, needs and it's also not very affordable to those who are without a home and all of a they need to also pay for food and if they have kids it's even harder and they can't just budget their way out of this and also put in their budget that they need period products also.
1: That's the thing that I hear a lot of is like talking about people in poverty or people who are experiencing homelessness saying that, oh, well, they should just be able to budget their way out of it. But it's hard to make those decisions. And especially like you said, you were ma- you were working with families. So if you have a teenage daughter, you wanna be able to feed her and that might come at the cost of not being able to provide her with period products.
0: Yep, I had an experience where a teenage girl needed period products and I was met with that the parents should have been budgeting budgeting for to provide their daughter with period products but also I don't think that doesn't matter in the moment. She needs them now. And I went out and personally bought some to donate to the shelter when I was working there because I knew that was a necessity and it's not something like you can just I mean, you can use other things, but it's not very comfortable to use like a sock or toilet paper.
1: Or like long term, that's not the most like healthy way to treat a period either. And those things can get dirty and all those things. Um, And it's also not effective to tell a family like, well, you should have done this, but because you didn't, we no longer can help you.
0: Right. I also found it beneficial that to just put the product right into the bathroom instead of having people just come and ask
1: for it. Like people- Because there is kind of a stigma around periods. People- And people might be embarrassed.
0: Right. And people like, like people, I was met with like, oh, then they're gonna like hoard it. But it's also like, what are they gonna do when they leave the shelter then?
1: Yeah. (laughs) Like it's they not always about it for good reason, right? It's
0: not something that expires. It's something that they'll need for years.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah. So yeah, like having it, having it also be like super accessible without the need to like go through someone else that you feel have power over you to like get these products.
1: Yes. I am so thankful there are people like you who have worked in those spaces and that continue to work in these spaces because I'm kind of new to this whole thing. I just found out about this whole issue like in August (laughs) and I am very like my heart has just been open to it so I'm very thankful and grateful for all the work that you have done and all the work that people like you continue to do.
0: Yeah, thank you.
1: (laughs) You're welcome. Um, Some of the things that I have been, so in the process of like getting to know Erin, I have been able to um, kind of make more steps with this little like unofficial organization that I have. Um, And one of the things that I really want to do with that is provide like period products to local shelters. Um, Do you think, like what are some ways that you think that that can be most effectively done? Like you just said like putting them in the bathrooms instead of having people ask for them, like that's not even something that I would have considered. So like, what are some like other things? Obviously all I can do is but if we're just like having this like bigger conversation what are some ways that you think that period products can be most effectively distributed
0: right definitely having them in the bathrooms and without like some sort of barrier whether that be a person or a payment would be good um like for shelters like there's always a need i feel for them um definitely look donated to shelters and they can distribute too. Um, In the Women's Center, we have them just posted outside of our door. Um, We have a big window outside of our center, but it's like away from the window. So people don't feel like embarrassed or anything to like just grab them. We don't, we just set them out. And if there's any, um, we always try to keep it stocked too at the Women's Center. So, if we run out, um, can we can just them. yeah. I remember so the also thing is... also on oh, campus a go. couple years ago, we held a campaign and um, it wasn't the women's center specifically, but it was a group of students who um, really. A long story short, we got free period products in the dorms accessible.
1: Which is so important because I think like that's another thing that like I hadn't even considered is like well people living in dorms might like they would like in my mind before learning about all these things I was like well if they I kind of made the connection that like if they can afford to live in the dorms if they can afford college they're probably okay but they might not be okay specifically because they're paying to live in the dorms and they're paying to go to college. So it's so important for those resources to be there, even when like, you might not think that that's important. Like I wouldn't have thought about that, but that doesn't mean that other people don't still need that.
0: Right, you can't necessarily pay for these period products with your student loans.
1: (laughs) Mm Yes, right. Well, I have to kind of like plug this thing, I guess. So the shelter that we're donating to right now, so the way that I've kind of decided to do donations is each month we take a shelter on a rotating basis. So for the month of October, we got a lot of donations at the Women's March. um, And all those donations went to provide period products to Reach, which is a youth shelter here in mankato and then this month um the donations are going to CADA, the domestic violence shelter and then um and right now that's such like a there's a lot going on with domestic violence in the time of covid but just in general we're really happy to be able to provide them with that resource um and hopeful that we are able to provide them with that resource right um is there anything else that you think like when people think of like menstrual products they think of like periods and or tampons and pads but like is there anything else that you notice that people like specifically who menstruate like need and they're not getting or are those the two biggest things
0: um that's a really good question i suppose like underwear is a big thing. Um, maybe like reusable like products too, those can be more spendy, but also they can like, for example, like a menstrual cup. I personally have one and I've had it for years, but, and it was like 30 bucks, but also that saved me so many money in, in the next couple of years. And, but You also need to be able to access to like be able to wash it and sanitize it also so there's that barrier. Um, I guess since I've like personally never experienced like I can only talk about like other people's experiences. um, To like probably ask the shelters themselves what they think people would um, need more of because they're the ones that know what is being um, most used and taken. Like I know, and also I want to plug in, right. I also want to plug in at CADA. It's not like their donations are not just for like the people in shelter. It's also, they have like a little donation part right in the door where anyone can just come and take um, things that they need. No questions asked, which includes period
1: products. Which is really amazing because, like you talked about earlier, that kind of does break down that barrier. Maybe someone isn't um, comfortable in a shelter setting, or maybe someone might not need necessarily need the entire shelter services, but they still need those products. And so, having those available, whether it's at Cato or at the Women's Center or wherever it is, is really helpful because then people can come in kind of with a no judgment and just take what they need and go.
0: Yep. Because it can be, it's a very personal thing to a lot of people, and a lot of people don't like to talk about it or, like, pretend, they pretend it doesn't exist, even though we all, oh, many, many people go through this.
1: (laughs) And it's a very stigmatized thing, so even if it's not something that someone feels super personal about, it's not something that, like, they're going to go and openly talk about, or they're going to want to talk to a stranger, or they might not want to like openly ask like instead of saying like hey I need money for food that's kind of like okay yeah everybody eats but then to say like hey I need money for period products there's kind of this connotation that like periods are like dirty somehow I feel like and some people are like oh that's actually really uncomfortable we don't want to talk about that um good luck in all of your adventures but I don't want to deal with that and so part of the goal of like even just this conversation is to break down those stigmas so that people can get the help they need eventually one day, but also so that as a society, you're not so like grossed out by periods.
0: <laughs> right? It's perfectly natural part of the body and it's nothing to be really grossed out or embarrassed about. But there are people who are, so we need to be able to help
1: those. <laughs> people. And take them out. into consideration as well. Right.
0: Yeah. Is there anything else you
1: wanted to talk about? I think that hits all the points that I wanted.
0: Okay. You want to talk about how, like, people are can
1: donate to you and your... Oh, yeah. So... Um, people can either bring period products to the Women's Center in um, Mankato if you want to donate, like, physical period products, or, um, people can go find my Instagram at, like, it's at periodhealthorg, so P-E-R-I-O-D-H-E-L-T-H-O-R-G, um, and then there, it has a link to my Venmo, which is my name, Green Kofi, C-O-R-I-N-N-E-K-O-F-F-I, so that's a lot of letters. So um, if you find the link to my Venmo, then you can Venmo me, but just make sure that you put something about periods. So it can either be like the blood dot emoji, or like, I've just been telling people to Venmo me with like period power in the description, or people have just said like periods, they just say like, period product but it has to be something with periods in it but I specifically know that like I need to put that money aside to buy period products and our goal for this month with donations is last month in October we were able to raise $210 so that's kind of our goal for this upcoming month is to get to $200 because I was really happy with the amount of products that I could buy and I feel like that's a good goal so if you are in a place where you are able to donate, please consider donating.
0: Yep, and we can also, like you mentioned, at the Women's Center, we, you can drop them off at CSU 218, or you can also mail products if you want to the address, Women's Center 218 Centennial Student Union in Mankato, Minnesota 56001. And all those donations will go, go to um, Corey, and they will get them to the shelter who needs them.
1: Thank you very much.
0: Yeah, thank you. <laughs>